Homeland, Chapter 22, Gnomes, Wicked Gnomes. Among the twists and turns of the tunnel mazes of the Underdark, slipping about their silent way, went the Swerfnebli, the Deep Gnomes, neither kind nor evil, and so out of place in this world of pervading wickedness. The Deep Gnomes survived and thrived. Haughty fighters, skilled in crafting weapons and armor, and more in tune to the songs of the stone than even the evil Grey Dwarves, the Swerfnebli continued their business of plucking gems and precious metals in spite of the perils awaiting them at every turn. When the news came back to Blingdenstone, the cluster of tunnels and caverns that composed the Deep Gnome City, that a rich vein of gemstones had been discovered twenty miles to the east, as the rockworm, the Throka, burrowed, Borough Warden Belwar Disengulp had to climb over a dozen others of his rank to be awarded the privilege of leading the mining expedition. Belwar and all the others knew well that forty miles east, as the rockworm burrowed, would put the expedition dangerously close to Menzoberranzan, and that even getting there would mean a ten-day of hiking, probably through the territories of a hundred other enemies. Fear was no measure against the love Swerfnebli had to gems, though, and every day in the Underdark was a risk. When Belwar and his forty miners arrived in the small cavern described by the advanced scouts, and inscribed with the gnome's mark of treasure, they found that their claims had not been exaggerated. The Burrow Warden took care not to get overly excited, though. He knew that twenty thousand dark elves, the Swerfnebli's most hated and feared enemy, lived less than five miles away. Escape tunnels became the first order of business, winding constructions high enough for a three-foot gnome, but not for a taller pursuer. All along the course of these, the gnomes placed breaker walls, designed to deflect a lightning bolt or even offer some protection from the expanding flames of a fireball. Then, when the true mining at last began, Belwar kept fully a third of his crew on guard at all times, and walked the area of the work with one hand always clutching the magical emerald, the summoning stone, that he kept on a chain around his neck. Three full patrol groups, Drizzt remarked to Dinan when they arrived at the open field on the eastern side of Mensaboranzan. Few stalagmites lined this region of the city, but it did not seem so open now with dozens of anxious drow milling about. "'Gnomes are not to be taken lightly,' Dinan replied. "'They are wicked and powerful, as wicked as surface elves,' Trist had to interrupt, covering his sarcasm with false exuberance. "'Almost,' his brother warned grimly, missing the connotations of Drizzt's question. Dinan pointed off to the side, where a contingent of female drow was coming in to join the group. "'Clerics,' he said." and one of them a high priestess. The rumors of activity must have been confirmed. A shudder coursed through Driz, a tingle of pre-battle excitement. That excitement was altered and lessened, though, by fear, not of physical harm or even of the gnomes. Driz feared that this encounter might be a repeat of the surface tragedy. He shook the black thoughts away and reminded himself that this time, unlike the surface expedition— his home was being invaded. The gnomes had crossed the boundaries of the drow realm. If they were as evil as Dinan and all the others had claimed, Menzoberranzan had no choice but to respond with force. If. 
Driz Patrol, the most celebrated group among the males, was selected to lead, and Driz, as always, took the point position. Still unsure, he wasn't thrilled with the assignment, and as they started out, Drizzt even contemplated leading the group astray, or perhaps, Drizzt thought, he could contact the gnomes privately before the others arrived and warn them to flee. Drizzt realized the absurdity of his notion. He couldn't stop the wheels of Menzavaranzan from turning along their designed course, and he couldn't do anything to hinder the two score of drow warriors, excited and impatient, at his back. Again, he was trapped on the edge of despair. Massage Hunet appeared then and made everything better. Gwenhaver, the young wizard called, and the great panther came bounding. Massage left the cat beside Drizzt and headed back toward his place in the line. Gwenhaver could no more hide its elation at seeing Drizzt than Drizzt could contain his own smile. With the interruption of the surface raid and this time back home, he hadn't seen Gwenhaver in more than a month. Gwenhyver thumped against Driz's side as it passed, nearly knocking the slender drow from his feet. Driz responded with a heavy pat, vigorously rubbing a hand over the cat's ear. They both turned back together, suddenly conscious of the unhappy glare boring into them. There stood Massage, arms crossed over his chest and a visible scowl heating up his face. "'I shan't use the cat to kill Driz,' the young wizard muttered to himself. I want that pleasure for myself. Driz wondered if jealousy prompted that scowl, jealousy of Driz and the cat, or of everything in general. Massage had been left behind when Driz had gone to the surface. Massage had been no more than a spectator when the victorious raiding party returned in glory. Driz backed away from Gwenhyver, sensitive to the wizard's pain. As soon as Massage had moved away to take his position farther back in line, Driz dropped to one knee and threw a headlock on Gwenhyver. Driz found himself even gladder for Gwenhyver's companionship when they passed beyond the familiar tunnels of the normal patrol routes. It was a saying in Menzabaranzen that no one is as alone as the point of a drow patrol, and Driz had come to understand this keenly in the last few months. He stopped at the far end of a wide way and held perfectly still, focusing his ears and eyes to the trails behind him. He knew that more than forty drow were approaching this position, fully arrayed for battle and agitated. Still, not a sound could Driz detect, and not a motion was discernible in the eerie shadows of cool stone. Driz looked down at Gwenhyver, waiting patiently by his side, and started off again. He could sense the hot presence of the war party at his back. That intangible sensation was the only thing that disproved Driz's feelings that he and Gwenhyver were quite alone. Near the end of that day, Drizzt heard the faint signs of trouble. As he neared an intersection in the tunnel, cautiously pressed close to one wall, he felt the subtle vibration in the stone. It came again a second later, and then again, and Drizzt recognized it as the rhythmic tappings of a pick or hammer. He took a magically heated sheet, a small square that fit into the palm of his hand, out of his pack. One side of the item was shielded in heavy leather, but the other shone brightly to eyes seeing the infrared spectrum. Driz flashed it down the tunnel behind him, and in a few seconds later, Dinan came up to his side. Hammer, Driz signaled in the silent code, pointing to the wall. Dinan pressed against the stone and nodded its confirmation. Fifty yards? Dinan's hand motions asked. Less than one hundred, Driz confirmed. With his own prepared sheet, 
Dinan flashed the get-ready signal into the gloom behind him, then moved forward with Drizzt and Gwenhyver around the intersection toward the tapping. Only a moment later, Drizzt looked upon Srefnebli gnomes for the very first time. Two guards stood barely twenty feet away, chest-high to a drow and hairless, with skin strangely akin to the stone, both texture and heat radiations. The gnome's eyes glowed brightly in the telltale red of infravision. One glance at those eyes reminded Drizzt and Dinan that deep gnomes were as much at home in the darkness as were the drow, and they both prudently ducked behind a rocky outcropping in the tunnel. Dinan promptly signaled to the next drow in line and so on until the entire party was alerted. Then he crouched low and peeked around the bottom of the outcropping. The tunnel continued another thirty feet beyond the gnome guards and around a slight bend, ending in some larger chamber. Dinan couldn't see clearly this area, but the glow of it, from the heat of the work and the cluster of bodies, spilled out into the corridor. Again, Dinan signaled back to his hidden comrades, and then he turned to Drizzt. "'Stay here with the cat,' he instructed, and he darted back down around the intersection to formulate plans with the other leaders. Massage, a few places back in the line, noted Dinan's movements and wondered if the opportunity to deal with Drizzt had suddenly come upon him. If the patrol was discovered with Drizzt all alone in the front, was there some way that Massage could secretly blast the young Duarden? That opportunity, if ever it was truly there, passed quickly, though, as other drow soldiers came up behind the plotting wizard. Dinan soon returned from the back of the line and headed back to join his brother. The chamber has many exits, Dinan signaled to Drizzt when they were alone together. The other patrols are moving into position around the gnomes. Might we parlay with the gnomes? Drizzt's hands asked in reply, almost subconsciously. He recognized the expression spreading across Dinan's face, but knew that he had already plunged in. Send them away, without conflict. Dinan grabbed Drizzt by the front of his pivofui and pulled him close, too close to that terrible scowl. I will forget that you asked that question, he whispered, and he dropped Drizzt back to the stone, considering the issue closed. You start the fight, Dinan signaled. When you see the sign from behind, darken the corridor and rush past the guards. Get to the gnome leader. He is the key to their strength with the stone. Driz didn't fully understand what gnomish power his brother was hinting at, but the instruction seemed simple enough, if somewhat suicidal. Take the cat if the cat will go, Dinan continued. The entire patrol will be by your side in moments. The remaining groups will come in from the other passages. Gwenhyver nuzzled up to Drizzt, more than ready to follow him into battle. Drizzt took comfort in that when Dinan departed, leaving him alone again at the front. Only a few seconds later came the command to attack. Drizzt shook his head in disbelief when he saw the signal, how fast Drow warriors found their positions. He peeked around at the gnomish guards, still holding their silent vigil, completely unaware. Drizzt drew his blades and patted Gwenhyver for luck then called upon the innate magic of his race and dropped a globe of darkness in the corridor. Squeals of alarm sounded throughout the tunnels, and Drizzt charged in, diving right into the darkness between the unseen guards and rolling back to his feet on the other side of his spell. Only two running strides away from the small chamber, he saw a dozen gnomes scrambling about, trying to prepare their defenses. Few of them paid Drizzt any attention, though, as the sounds of battle erupted from various side corridors. One gnome chipped a heavy pick at Drizzt's shoulder. Drizzt got a blade up to block the blow, but was amazed at the strength in the diminutive gnome arms. Still, 
Driz could have killed his attacker with his other scimitar. Too many doubts and too many memories, though, haunted his actions. He brought his leg up into the gnome's belly, sending the small creature sprawling. Belwar Dizengulp, next in line for Drizzt, noted how easily the young drow had dispatched one of his finest fighters and knew that the time had already come to use his most powerful magic. He pulled the emerald summoning stone from his neck and threw it to the ground at Drizzt's feet. Drizzt jumped back, sensing the emanations of magic. Behind him, Drizzt heard the approach of his companions, overpowering the shocked gnome guards and rushing to join him in the chamber. Then, Drizzt's attentions went squarely to the heat patterns of the stone floor in front of him. The grayish lines wavered and swam as if the stone was somehow coming alive. The other drow fighters roared in past Driz, bearing down on the gnome leader and his charges. Driz did not follow, guessing that the events unfolding at his feet were more critical than the general battle now echoing throughout the complex. Fifteen feet tall and seven wide, an angry, towering humanoid monster of living stone rose before Drizzt. Elemental! came a scream to the side. Drizzt glanced over to see Massage, Gwenhaver at his side, fumbling through a spellbook, apparently in search of some Dwomer to battle this unexpected monster. To Drizzt's dismay, the frightened wizard mumbled a couple of words and vanished. Drizzt set his feet under him and took a measure of the monster, ready to spring aside in an instant. He could sense the thing's power, the raw strength of the earth embodied in living arms and legs. A lumbering arm swung out in a wide arc, whooshing above Drizzt's ducking head and slamming into the cavern wall, crunching rocks into dust. Do not let it hit me. Driz instructed himself in a whisper that came out in a disbelieving gasp. As the elemental recoiled its arm, Driz poked a scimitar at it, chipping away a small chunk, barely a scratch. The elemental grimaced in pain. Apparently, Driz could indeed hurt it with his enchanted weapons. Still standing in the same spot off to the side, the invisible massage held his next spell in check, watching the spectacle and waiting for the combatants to weaken each other. Perhaps the elemental would destroy Drizzt altogether. Invisible shoulders gave a resigned shrug. Massage decided to let the gnomish power do his dirty work for him. The monster launched another blow, and another, and Drizzt dived forward and scrambled through the thing's stone pillar legs. The elemental reacted quickly and stomped heavily with one foot, barely missing the agile drow, and sending branching cracks in the floor for many feet in either direction. Drizzt was up in a flash, slicing and thrusting with both his blades into the elemental's backside, then springing back out of reach as the monster swung above, leading with another ferocious blow. The sounds of battle grew more distant. The gnomes had taken flight, those that were still alive, but the drow warriors were in full pursuit, leaving Drizzt to face the elemental. The monster stomped again, the thunder of its foot nearly knocking Drizzt from his feet, and it came in hard, falling down at Drizzt, using the tonnage of its body as a weapon. If Drizzt had been even slightly surprised, or his reflexes had not been honed to such perfection, he surely would have been crushed flat. He managed to get to the side of the monster's bulk, while taking only a glancing blow with a swinging arm. Dust rushed up from the terrific impact. Cavern walls and ceiling cracked and dropped flecks and stones to the floor. As the elemental regained its feet, Drizzt backed away, overwhelmed by such unconquerable strength. He was all alone against it, or so Drizzt thought. 
A sudden ball of hot fury enveloped the elemental's head, claws raking deep scratches into its face. Gwenhyver! Drizzt and Massage shouted in unison, Drizzt in elation that an ally had been found, and Massage in rage. The wizard did not want Drizzt to survive this battle, and he dared not launch any magical attacks at Drizzt or the elemental with his precious Gwenhyver in the way. Do something, wizard! Drizzt cried, recognizing the shout, understanding now that Massage was still around. The elemental bellowed in pain, its cry sounding as the rumble of huge boulders crashed down a rocky mountain. Even as Drizzt moved back in to help his feline friend, the monster spun impossibly quick and dived headfirst into the floor. No! Drizzt cried, realizing that Gwenhyver could be crushed. Then the cat and the elemental, instead of slamming against the stone, sank into it. The purple flames of fairy fire outlined the figures of the gnomes, showing the way for drought arrows and swords. The gnomes countered with magic of their own, illusionist tricks mostly. Down here! One drow soldier cried, only to slam face first into the stone of a wall that appeared to the entrance of a corridor. Even though the gnome magic managed to keep the dark elves somewhat confused, Belwar Dizengulp grew frightened. His elemental, his strongest magic, and only hope was taking way too long with a single drow warrior far back in the main chamber. The burrow warden wanted the monster by his side when the main combat began. He ordered his forces into tight defensive formations, hoping that they could hold out. Then the drow warriors detained no more by gnomish tricks were upon them, and fury stole Belwar's fear. He lashed out with a heavy pickaxe, smiling grimly as he felt the mighty weapon bite into drow flesh. All magic was aside now, all formations and carefully laid battle plans dissolved into the wild frenzy of the brawl. Nothing mattered, except to hit the enemy, to feel the pickhead or the blade sinking into his flesh. Above all others, deep gnomes hated the drow, and in all the underdark there was nothing a dark elf enjoyed more than slicing a surfnebli into little pieces. Driz rushed to the spot, but only the unbroken section of floor remained. Massage! He gasped, looking for some answers from the one schooled in such strange magic. Before the wizard could answer, the floor erupted behind Drizzt. He spun, weapons ready, to face the towering elemental. Then Drizzt watched in helpless agony as the broken mist that was once the great panther, his dearest companion, rolled off the elemental's shoulders and broke apart as it neared the floor. Drizzt ducked another blow, though his eyes never left the dissipating dust and mist cloud. Was Gwenhyver no more? was his only friend gone from him forever. A new light grew in Driz's lavender eyes, a primal rage that simmered throughout his body. He looked back to the elemental, unafraid. You are dead, he promised, and he walked in. The elemental seemed confused, though of course it could not understand Driz's words. It dropped a heavy arm straight down to squash its foolish opponent. Driz did not even raise his blades to block, knowing that every ounce of his strength could not possibly deflect such a blow. Just as the falling arm was about to reach him, he dashed forward within its range. The quickness of his move surprised the elemental, and the ensuing flurry of swordplay took Massage's breath away. The wizard had never seen such grace in battle, such fluidity of motion. Driz climbed up and down the elemental's body, hacking and slashing, digging the points of his weapon home and flicking off pieces of the monster's stone skin. The elemental howled its avalanche howl and spun in circles, trying to catch up to Drizzt and squash him once and for all. 
blind anger brought new levels of expertise to the magnificent young swordsman, though, and the elemental caught nothing but air or its own stony body under its heavy slaps. Impossible, Massage muttered when he found his breath. Could the young Duarden actually defeat an elemental? Massage scanned the rest of the area. Several drow and many gnomes lay dead or grievously wounded, but the main fighting was moving even farther away, as the gnomes found their tiny escape tunnels and the drow, engaged beyond good sense, followed them. Gwenhaver was gone. In this chamber, only Massage, the elemental, and Driz remained as witness. The invisible wizard felt his mouth draw up in a smile. Now was the time to strike. Drizzt had the elemental lurching to one side, nearly beaten, when the bolt roared in, a blast of lightning that blinded the young drow and sent him flying into the chamber's back wall. Drizzt watched the twitch of his hands, the wild dance of his stark white hair before his unmoving eyes. He felt nothing, no pain, no reviving draw of air into his lungs, and heard nothing, as if his life force had been somehow suspended. The attack dispelled Massage's Dwomer of invisibility, and he came back into view, laughing wickedly. The Elemental, down in a broken, crumbled mass, slowly slipping back into the security of the stone floor. "'Are you dead?' the wizard asked Drizzt, the voice breaking the hush of Drizzt's deafness in a dramatic boom. Drizzt could not answer, didn't really know the answer anyway. "'Too easy!' he heard Massage say, and he suspected that the wizard was referring to him and not the elemental. Then Drizzt felt a tingling in his fingers and bones, and his lungs heaved suddenly, grabbing a volume of air. He gasped in rapid succession, then found control of his body and realized that he would indeed survive. Massage glanced around for returning witnesses and saw none. Good! he muttered as he watched Drizzt regain his senses. The wizard was truly glad that Drizzt's death had not been so very painless. He thought of another spell that would make the moment more fun. A hand, a gigantic stone hand, reached out of the floor just then and grasped Massage's leg, pulling his feet right into the stone. The wizard's face twisted in a silent scream. Driz's enemy saved his life. Driz snatched up one of the scimitars from the ground and hacked at the elemental's arm. The weapon sliced in, and the monster, its head reappearing before Drizzt and Massage, howled in rage and pain and pulled the trapped wizard deeper into the stone. With both hands on the scimitar's hilt, Drizzt struck as hard as he could, splitting the elemental's head right in half. This time, the rubble did not sink back into the earthen plain. This time, the elemental was destroyed. "'Get me out of here!' Massage demanded. Driz looked at him, hardly believing that Massage was still alive, for he was waist-deep in solid stone. How? Driz gasped. You... He couldn't even find the words to express his amazement. Just get me out! The wizard cried. Driz fumbled about, not knowing where to begin. <sighs> Elementals travel between planes... Massage explained, knowing that he had to calm Driz down if he ever wanted to get out of the floor. Massage knew, too, that the conversation could go a long way in deflecting Driz's obvious suspicions that the lightning bolt had been aimed at him. The ground and earth elemental traverses becomes a gate between the plane of earth and our plane, the material plane. The stone parted around me as the monster pulled me in, but it is quite uncomfortable. He twitched in pain as some of the stone tightened around his foot. 
the gate is closing fast, then Gwenhyver might be... Drizzt started to reason. He plucked the statuette right out of Massage's front pocket and carefully inspected it for any flaws in its perfect design. Give me that! Massage demanded, embarrassed and angry. Reluctantly, Drizzt handed the figurine over. Massage glanced at it quickly and dropped it back into his pocket. Is Gwenhyver unharmed? Drizzt had to ask. It is not your concern, Massage snapped back. The wizard, too, was worried about the cat. But at this moment, Gwenhyver was the least of his troubles. The gate is closing, he said again. Go get the clerics! Before Drizzt could start off, a slab of stone in the wall behind him slid away, and the rock-hard fist of Belwar Disengulp slammed into the back of his head. <laughs>